Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? We'll take the job. Well, all three of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do you know the slogan? Sure. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order? Well, uh, can you sing? Welcome to Below the Bible Belt Drive-In, the sordid concessions of Southern cinema. I'm James. And I'm Matt. And today, we are watching a seminal milestone in my childhood. Hmm, I wouldn't say that for me, but that's just me. Matt, let me take you back to a magical time known as the 90s. I'm seeing Doug again for the first time. I'm mildly amused. Uh, I'm learning so much about tolerance and being myself. Also, why is Skeeter blue? He's the only who's blue in this whole damn thing. What the hell is up with that? Fuck you. Skeeter was green. You're colorblind. Was he? I thought he was blue. The important thing was Doug was still white. <laughs> Seriously, that always tickled me <laughs> growing up. Like, Let's have all the characters be every type of color to show kids that there is no one true race. Well, Doug's still white. Yeah, yeah. His, his love interest, Patty, white as well. No, Patty was brown, but also blonde. Okay, so she was olive-skinned. You're still white. Also, also, Skeeter was more green-blue, so I think we both win this one. You looked that up on your phone, didn't you? I'm looking right now on my computer. <laughs> also, why does Roger look like that rapper Macklemore? <laughs> oh, my God. It wouldn't surprise me if Macklemore based himself off Roger Klotz. <laughs> Comes out with his new album, Beat It Skeet Face. <laughs> Killer Tofu Redo. Oh, yeah. I need more allowance anyway. Matt, what is your particular relationship with the early 90s kid-themed sketch comedy show, All That? I will say that All That, for me, was sort of kind of my introduction into sketch comedy stuff. Like in sketch comedy... Yeah, it was pretty much your introduction to comedy in general whenever you were a 90s kid. Um, it was all that and reruns on Comedy Central of Kids in the Hall. And oh, okay. so. the, reason, the reason I'm weird is because of seeing Kids in the Hall when I was 10 years old. That shaped me. I wouldn't give – let's not put all the blame on them now. There's probably other things. Hey, tell me that Buddy was not a clear influence on my personality. <laughs> Um, I one of my first like things of sketch comedy that I always remember was uh, whatever all that did as their uh, their weekend update kind of parody with uh, oh with Lori Beth Denberg yeah vital information yeah um there's that and there's one sketch and I've told you about this before I've always wanted to find it. I can't <laughs> find it it's got to be either Kids in the Hall or uh, Mr. Show, because the concept is just, you know, right up their alley, but it involves, like, there were these two guys in a bar fight or something, and this guy said, I'm, I'm, you know, he threatened to shove his foot so far up the other guy's ass that he gets stuck there. And he did, and it was like a pseudo-documentary of the two of them living life with his foot shoved up the other one's ass. It's entirely possible that that was all that. Yeah. <laughs> it during one of the later seasons. Yeah. And they had Nick Cannon on the show. That does seem like a Nick Cannon sketch, because now he's living with his head up Mariah's ass. Yes. Boom. Who can't He's had it too good for too long. That's right. But uh, there's the vital information, that one. Um, 
That was uh, I, oh uh, Kenan Thompson doing Bill Cosby because the ho 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 every time he uh, on Saturday Night Live is Bill Cosby. I think back to all that like that's where he learned it. I, I know it's amazing to think like he arrived while well, he rose. Kel fell hard. <laughs> he was in a Pepsi commercial like ten years ago where he rubbed up on Monique. Then he was in Like Mike Two Streetball. <laughs> Did you ever hear the news story that apparently somebody went up to Kel and asked him if there was ever going to be a Ken and Kel movie and Kel just shook his head and say, said, nah man Kenan don't want nothing to do with me no more oh, oh. I just imagine like everybody getting says, oh here it goes and he run off turns out the last thing Kel broke was our hearts <laughs> it, was, it was his own fault he was addicted to orange soda back in the 90s is that true? We're just injecting it into his back. I remember, um, like in the late 90s, too, Kale, it blew my mind because I was watching, like, uh, I was watching, like, some Nickelodeon show or whatever, and he got, he won an award. And whatever the Nick, Nick Kids Awards, is that what it's called? I can't remember what it's Kids called. Kids' Choice Awards. Kids' Choice Awards. He won the the little kids, orange blimp. He won it, and he got up there, and he, th- he thanked his wife and his, his daughter. I was like, <laughs> Wait a minute, aren't you 16 on the show? <laughs> like, no, that was my first taste of, like, actors being cast as older than they actually are. That's the first time kayfabe was broke for you. <laughs> exactly. It's still real to be dead, but all that was real. The Rock isn't really lifting up one eyebrow. It's all CGI. <laughs> exactly. But uh, for those of you who don't remember the 90s, and shame on you if you don't. I would say the only person I can think of that does remember the 90s would be my brother. That motherfucker. The 90s were too good for him. But uh, on all of that, the signature sketch, their version of Wayne's World. Yeah, pretty much. Was Good Burger, in which Ed, iconically played by Kel Mitchell, drums his fingers on a countertop and says, uh, no. <laughs> this premise was found so winning... That in 1997, Good Burger, the movie, swept America's theaters. Why? Well, honestly, can you say that is any worse than Night at the Roxbury? Making a movie off of two guys who bob their heads and grind up against women. I mean, we do live in a world where MacGruber exists. So. Exactly. So, I'd say Good Burger, like, as far as, like, your, uh... As far as your movies based on one note sketches, it was it could be a lot worse. And did I ever tell you that I took my mom, or rather, my mom took me? <laughs> it was my first date. <laughs> Again, you tripped over a cardboard cutout of Paul Rudd, but it was for Clueless. <laughs> he was still taking a shit. It was a very good <laughs> advertising campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom took me to see this in the theater. You son of a bitch. I wanted to go see it in the theater, but I never got around to it. I eventually watched it on HBO six months later, after it was on video, whatever. It, whatever HBO used to do, I can't remember anymore. Back when it was relevant. Back before the days of True Detective. <laughs> yeah, back when all they did was movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my next to uh, Gordy, the Babe ripoff, this was my first theater-going experience. Really? How old were you? I was seven years old. Wow. Seven years old? Uh, I, uh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, my parents took me to Night on Elm Street 3 when I was four. That explains some stuff. That explains why you're so beautiful and bad. 
But uh, I just say that there are other movies I feel like I should apologize to my mother for making me go see. She enjoyed the hell out of Good Burger, <laughs> legitimately. And I have to admit, maybe some of this is nostalgia, but I still do legitimately get a kick out of this movie. And I will say that uh, I haven't seen it since, like, the 90s, so I am wondering how it holds up, because I will admit, as much as I liked all that as a kid, going back and watching it now, it does not hold up at all for me. You mean Detective Dan isn't still amazing? The way he tells you he's Detective Dan, and then again reasserts that he's Detective Dan? I will say that it is funnier than Two and a Half Men. <laughs> I think that's where the the writers of Two and a Half Men cut their teeth. It would make sense. Okay, without further ado, or further ed do, uh, 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 kill me. Let's begin. Uh, at the count of three. One. I'll say, let me. I didn't have it ready. I didn't have it prepped. I'm sorry, James. God damn it, Matt. Get your shit together. I'm sorry you were too invested in your fucking strawberry cheesecake yogurt. Yeah, we, I, we haven't mentioned that yet. That's my snack for this movie. <laughs> As God knows, the movie isn't enough to keep you interested. You're like a fucking ten-year-old. I have to have a dancing squirrel in the corner of the screen to keep you from wandering away. Hey, fuck you. Also, is there a squirrel in this? Because I will be lost if there's not. It's entirely possible. That squirrel, of course, is played by George Clinton. (laughs) Yeah, this is a weird fucking movie. There's a (laughs) dance scene involving George Clinton. There is something that is no more 90s, or that's one of the one of the moments that scream 90s to me is the cameo by Shaquille O'Neal. The greatest moment in movie history. This is, of course, the star of Alakazam. But anyway, um, I'm ready now. Sorry for delaying you. All right, you, you, you digging into your scrumptious yogurt now? I'm waiting until the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> Until you see the glorious face of Keenan Thompson. Exactly. I'll need you. Mm, oh, is it true? <laughs> All right, the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, here it goes. Oh, it's my childhood again. Back when you I'm were just talking about the tennis. Paramount logo. <laughs> that always makes me think of Wayne's World. Same here. I got remember this was the first Nickelodeon movie. This was pre Harriet the Spy. This was the Iron Man of the Nickelodeon <laughs> universe that we've talked about. Snow Day, of course, being the Avengers. <laughs> Delicious. I think for an all-of-that movie, this has a very artsy opening. This, of course, was the first all-of-that movie. Second, the greedy Detective Dan story. <laughs> Detective Dan, then, who killed that hooker? I had to think that it would just be, like, Memento. Like, he's brain damaged, and <laughs> he can only say, I, I'm Detective Dan. Like, he still has a film noir narration. I'm Detective Dan. I'm Detective Dan. I'm Detective Dan. Oh, yeah, this happens. How can you not tell me Ed did not smoke weed? Come on. Am I the only one? I thought that when I was, what, uh, nine when I watched this. There's a whole secret movie going on. It's like, I love how this movie just immediately begins in David Lynch territory. (laughs) 
Are they are they telling him to jump off a building? I mean, he's yes. on angel dust. He's rescued by Spider Man. What did I tell you about those pills, Ed? That's how Ed's eventually going to die, too. <laughs> and again, this guy sleeps in his work clothes. Just to show you how big of an influence this movie has had on me, I cannot tell you how many times I have woken up, looked at an alarm clock, and said, Whoa! A clock! <laughs> he showers in his work clothes. Come on, this guy is on something. <laughs> they felt that the idea of Ed having genitalia was too much for the young audience. Well, hello, legs. Batman's Robert Wool. That's what happened to Knox after he lost his journalism license. He saved Gotham and got fired for his trouble. Rollerblading, yes. This is how you know it's a 90s movie. Rollerblading underneath Linda Cardellini's screen credit. <laughs> and Sinbad as a fucking trifecta of 90s. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's killing somebody. <laughs> Everything racks up a fucking body count in this movie. I'm not even joking. Cha-ching! One. I'm going to keep... It's my notepad. I'm going to keep track of the Ed body count. Please do. Oh, hey, it's female Ed. <laughs> For those of you wondering, yes, this is how retail works. <laughs> Pretty much. If you're not the register guy, then fuck you. That's what our attitude is. I'm not. That's not my job. Ching. Second death. Oh God, street ball. Oh God, Kel Mitchell's running into his future. <laughs> I like to think that uh, Kenyon from the Mighty Ducks is doing the knuckle puck in the background. <laughs> There's the third death attributed. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Three people wrote this movie. Whoa! Get flew in like a robin. <laughs> Catchphrase. Uh, it's already getting philosophical on us. And that kid with the nineties hair is just giving him the death eye. <laughs> Uh, that's impressive enough to have been built by Sam Walton. <laughs> hey, Josh Server. That guy. Detective Dan himself. <laughs> the all dance version of Charles Rocket. <laughs> the most realistic manager in movie history. <laughs> Seriously, that's dead on the money. 
It's like, oh, God, how much longer do I have to work here? Abe! <laughs> I'm still convinced that this is just what happens to his character in The Godfather after he's put in witness protection. Tessio wasn't executed. He just went to California. Black Dynamite, 1997. Wait a minute. If Cannon's in school, what is it? Why isn't Kale in school? They're like the same age, right? We found out earlier Kale is 30. (laughs) Sinbad in front of a sign that says catastrophes. That's kind of amazing. Doctor. That would be the 90s American version of Doctor Who. Sinbad and Kenny Thompson. He, he is dressed like the fourth Doctor. I mean... Wow, now, now. Wow, now, now. You're telling me we gotta deal with Daleks now? What? TV's Nick Cannon? Is that really Nick Cannon? Okay, never mind. I thought it was. It looked like him. I think that may be Nick Cannon. The Coolio hair is distracting me. You know, and Cannon is distracting I'm used to seeing older, a little more chubbier Cannon. Distinguished Cannon. By the way, this is a plot point that's... Obs- that's fascinated me even whenever I was seven, which is Kel's mom, oh, Keenan's mom, just abandoned him. <laughs> well, She's away in business in New York, which apparently lasts six months. Well, don't they later make a big deal about, like, who's watching Kel or whatever? Or, I mean, Ed? No, no never. They, okay, never mind. This is a world where parents don't exist. So it's every 90s movie? Yeah. I like the that this takes place in a parallel universe where fast food burger joints deliver. <laughs> I like how his list doesn't involve drugs at all. Come on now. <laughs> and say what was in those egg rolls. I, you have no idea how much I want to see you know, Keenan's Summer of Pussy and Egg Rolls. That's the movie I want to watch. I don't think that Ed still would have shown up at some point. Of course, he was the drug dealer. (laughs) Where do you think he's going now? (laughs) So that's what Ed's secret sauce is. Good Burger is just a front. Why do you think they got a mobster working in bed? (laughs) I know. That's why Knox was undercover. He was going to blow this thing wide open. I mean, a rollerblading delivery boy. Come on. That's not a peaceful business model. Ching! Death number four. He kills Sinbad. Well, his career. <laughs> this and the Cherokee Kid did that. Which is actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> That's no first kid. <laughs> you know, my dad and I had a fine appreciation for the aborted movie career of Sinbad. Mm-hmm. 
And our favorite moment, you know, of this storied cinematic career was the scene in First Kid in which uh, Sinbad attends a ritzy Washington gala mm-hmm. and is informed by a whitey that he cannot be in this gala because it is black tie, to which Sinbad re- replies, is okay, I got this, because <laughs> I'm black and I'm wearing a tie. That's so why I love, like, Sinbad's career was, here's a black guy doing stuff around white people. My dad and I would repeat that scene <laughs> to each other about once a week. That's what he said when he took you into bed. <laughs> remember, son, always remember Sinbad and his legendary adventures. There's an adult assaulting a young boy, and no one's doing anything about it. Somebody's videotaping it. We'll start a riot. Now, where were you whenever the first Sinbad riot started? <laughs> Justice for Keenan. I think Sinbad's jacket is some kind of family quilt. Yeah, I think my grandmother needed it one time. We had that on our couch. I've had this exact same exchange with people many times. (laughs) Apparently if you scream, let me fix it loud enough, they will just let you fix it. That mechanic is, of course, handsome Dan McGillicuddy from the <laughs> 1920s. I wonder it's so expensive. Oh, that 90 cell phone. Oh, no, that's an 80 cell phone. This, enti- this entire movie's unstuck in time. <laughs> it's the good booger on the edge of forever. Ah, oh, nobody can pout like Keenan. Walmart? <laughs> okay. I just realized something. Good Burger. Dodgeball totally ripped them off. Look at, look at <laughs> Monitor Burger. Look at their outfits and their whole style and stuff. The scrappy retro Good Burger. God, oh, God. That's, that's, what hap- that's, what, that's what happens to Kurt. Him going into the grinder is just he gets really fat. Same level in t- intensity. So there's the white black guy, and then there's his black assistant, like Dodgeball. Just waiting for Laser and Blazer to show up. That's Marvin J. Mondo Burger you're talking about. <laughs> Once again, even Evan, I was always confused as to why the manager and proprietor of Mondo Burger is 16 years old. Yeah, when the manager of Good Burger is clearly in his 40s. 
But look how much control he has over the situation. <laughs> He's got an employee in the milkshake machine. That's actually their Lazarus pit. <laughs> That's what keeps Ava going alive all these years. Well, this is vaguely sexual. So here's a question about Dave. That's vaguely sexual. Is he a ripoff of Wayne's World? A ripoff of Bill and Ted or Spicoli from The Fast Times? I can't figure out. I'd say Spicoli. Yeah. (laughs) If Spicoli was mainly challenged instead of just being high all the time. I don't know. Have you seen Sean Penn lately? He was on something in Gangster Squad. I'll say that. Had to be. Yeah, this is Walmart, right? Pretty much. This is a playing portrait of Sam Moulton. <laughs> and also, your your manager also talks about himself in the third person. Who made a joke about <laughs> Kurt's downstairs mix-up? I know there's a hermaphrodite joke in the All That movie. <laughs> That's why Sinbad doesn't work here. <laughs> Even to this day, he can't get a job at Wando Burger, no matter how much he wants to. We have no tolerance for his wacky take on suburban living. Yes, Sinbad, we understand women be shopping. We don't need to hear it all the time. We have observed that you're black and wearing a tie, and we are not amused. (laughs) Well, this is exactly how me being fired from Winn-Dixie came out. Of course. The Winn-Dixie security escorted you out. It's getting existential again. That's what I can't figure out if if Ed is the dumbest person on earth or the smartest. Maybe he's just the rock biter now. Oh, a meat patty would be something. <laughs> this was nothing. I don't want to see a really sad moment where Good Burger has been destroyed and Ed's just staring down at himself. <laughs> they look like big, strong hands, don't they? Whoa! <laughs> Ed is secretly Kaiser Sose. <laughs> He's Sinbad in disguise. That's what Sinbad does on his free, free days. I'm just saying, you haven't seen them in the same room together yet. I was wondering why Sinbad was whistling for he's a jolly good fellow earlier. <laughs> I don't want to know the sad life of the guy behind Keenan just taking out the garbage at Good Burger. <laughs> not even Ed does that. I've never noticed this character before, just, but he's I, not anywhere else in the movie. You just know him because he's black, you racist. Yeah, it must be nice to go on wacky adventures 
some of us have actual fucking work to do around here. That's the man that keeps Good Burger going. You don't see that. Like, while Kale is doing this, there's other people actually having to serve customers. So Ed can have a 10-minute conversation with a uh, customer. Yeah, I'd sure like to have an elaborate dance sequence with 90s George Clinton. That's not in the cards for old Phil. I wanted to beat Shaq, but the best I could do was Penny Hardaway. <laughs> this is also how I got Alex's job at Walmart. Why don't you just work at Walmart? There was that time we walked, we drove around on the Walton Mobile. <laughs> The joke, of course, being Abe Vigoda outlived them all. <laughs> Seriously, how impressive is it that Abe Vigoda is still doing shit? Mm-hmm. Abe Vigoda was old in the 70s. <laughs> God. Abe Vigoda was born old. <laughs> He's the only baby who just grew tall, didn't ever actually change the way he looked. He's he's like a Benjamin Button that was never beautiful. Exactly. By the way, before recording, we were discussing the golden age of comics. Yes. Weird random tidbit. Abe Pagoda's older brother was one of the first comic book publishers. What? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. He too didn't, publish, didn't publish anything you've heard of, but I always found that fascinating. Of course, we know he, his his real name, Stanley. That was his. Actually, that was his pen name because they would be related. And that's all we'll ever see of that character. Yeah. Ed killed her between scenes. <laughs> Once again, the most realistic portrayal of a fast food restaurant. Just think, Spatch was a brilliant mathematician before it brain damaged him. It was good for Ed to give him a job at Good Burger, though. <laughs> And, of course, we have Ed's sexy female clone. <laughs> the only Ed clone that isn't suffering from clone degeneration. She was the original copy. Ed Prime. Turns out Mr. Rigby is secretly the jackal. <laughs> They're all versions of Ed. Even Abe Vigoda. He's old Ed. He's trying to create something to battle Sinbad. <laughs> My army of Eds will be unstoppable. I mean, they were. I mean, it's right there in the song. I'm a dude. <laughs> she's a dude. He's a dude. Cause we're all dudes. Uh, I had a burger me the burger mobile so badly when I was a kid. Feel my desire.
again, this is another bit of alternate uh, reality because, you know, normally fast food places don't have their own cars. I don't think it works like that. By the way, this was totally ripped off over a decade later by another Nickelodeon movie, SpongeBob SquarePants. Although they called theirs the Paddy Wagon, so they've got a better name. <laughs> God damn it, Sinbad. Must even your mailbox be funky? Aren't they in L.A. where like, there are too many people? Why do they keep fucking up Sinbad's life? <laughs> Why must Sinbad be forever the victim of these cosmic <laughs> misunderstandings? Just his lot in life, I suppose. And truly, existence is hell. Again, this is just ripped off word for word in Dodgeball. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Ben Stiller. Even Tropic Thunder was ripped off from that hilarious all that sketch. Renaked <laughs> <in> Vietnam. <laughs> or Josh Serper put on blackface. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Ah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to poke a hole in your theory, but we all know. That dodgeball is the sequel to Heavyweights. All right, I'll tell you that. Heavyweights was affiliated with Ben Stiller and all that. The secret origin of Uncle Tony. (laughs) Okay, I figured out Ed. He's actually... Good Burger is some kind of online video game. (laughs) And Ed, whoever's controlling Ed is just trying to strafe, but they can't quite get it. To go right. I was thinking more like it was a situation like the Twilight Zone episode where the, uh, the little boy controls the whole town with his vines. <laughs> like, Ed is this powerful psychic that keeps all these people here imprisoned. No, Kurt. You're going in the grinder. <laughs> Whoa. I love the universe of this movie. Like, this is like one of those animes where... <laughs> The thing the anime is about is the most important yeah. thing in the world. They have Hollywood premieres for fast food restaurants. This is how Shaq and Carmen Electra are introduced to Kurt. Makes <laughs> way much, way more sense later on. Four hospitals lost power. That's how electricity works. <laughs> I have to say, I really wish Mondo Burger existed now. I don't see what's so wrong with this. <laughs> They're goddamn enormous burgers. <laughs> I think this is like the Studio 54 of fast food restaurants. They're just doing coke off of hamburger patties. <laughs> Cocaine-fed cattle. That's what makes the burger so big. 
and chemicals they were putting in were dope. They too were a front. Like, good burger. I think Kurt is so petty that he sees this one small burger restaurant <laughs> as such. He's like, they're his white whale. Yeah. Well, again, like, that is something that in business I have noticed people who focus on the competition way too more than they should on on uh, their own business. That's just, you know, something I've noticed. Not necessarily in retail, but in the radio business, I'll say. Once again, look at Walmart and their war against Dollar General. <laughs> oh, God, I remember this song. I used to love this song. Same here. This was performed by Outcast, but under assumed name. <laughs> he went undercover. <laughs> and McCree pulled out of his ass. <laughs> he smoked it across the border. No, Spatch. It's like it's like when you break Thor's hammer. <laughs> it's his kryptonite. They cut out the scene where Spatch goes to the back and just starts putting his face in the hot oil. <laughs> Spatch, no good enough. <laughs> He's trying oh, to summon man. the burgers to do his bidding. The burgers are telling me that Kurt is putting illegal food additives inside of his meals. It's a much shorter movie that way. See, he feeds his mer- his mother cat food, too. It's just Mr. Rigby from Ken and Kel. <laughs> well, he also get beaten up by a robo-Santa. Let's see. I miss the late 90s when women were named Monique. There were actually people named Dexter. Sorry, Keenan, I gotta go home to my vibrator. Not even go to... The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. <laughs> Just in the world, he didn't exist. And like that, whoa, he's gone. I got his mom found out he was driving without a license, but is still absent. I don't think he has a mom. She gave him a stern talking over the phone. Said, I'll be back someday. Dexter and Kel are actually orphans. uh, I was going to say, I wonder if you should add Ava Goda to the hit list. A pagoda's ass. <laughs> yeah, another pagoda, so that counts. <laughs> another casualty. It is war. I'd just like to point out this movie got Abe Vagoda to say, "Drive me to the hospital. I think I broke my ass." Nickelodeon made that happen. Motherfucker, don't teach me math. 
I like how this is serious business, so Sinbad is toning it down on the funk. Also, why is why is Keenan working at a burger place eating a taco? <laughs> That's the problem with Good Burger. They don't focus on their business model. They're offering tacos. That's how much he hates Good Burger. He put it at he brought another fast food <laughs> restaurant's food in there just to screw them. Ed, no. Remember what happened with the Q-tip. Now, that never works with people who want to sit next to you at lunch break. I look the funniest thing in the world whenever you were five. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm wanting to look something up. I want to see when this movie's made, and I want to see how old they were. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm, I get. I, I want to know how old he is. Kel was in his early forties. It's like Neil Gaiman. It's just timeless. They were both 19 at the time. Wow. I think. Both born in 78. So, yeah. Uh, it just poured a sauce all over him. <laughs> a thousand slash fix were created. This this you know this inspired me to make my own special sauce. It is one hundred percent hot wing sauce. Here's my secret. You ready for this? I makes ketchup and mayonnaise. Whoa! Actually, I did. I called it my own special sauce. Are you serious? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I mean, for like a week after I watched this. <laughs> I sympathize. I always wanted a special sauce, too. I always wanted to customize my meals. Oh, God, he's already got them hooked. Crystal blue persuasion. <laughs> this would be an amazing, like, real fun Breaking Bad with that. Like, you know, <laughs> they bring Abe Bacoda in on a wheelchair with a bomb strapped to the bottom of it. To Mondo Burger. It's strapped to his ass. <laughs> Oh my god, this is Breaking Bad. Keenan is Walt. Ed is Jesse. <laughs> Kurt is fucking Gustavo Fring. Like, Bondo Burger is his Los Polos Hermanos. Sinbad is, of course, uh, Hank. <laughs> and Shaq is still Shaq in this world because he probably existed somewhere. And you, know, you know Sinbad has his sin brow. <laughs> Oh, God. The coolest thing in the world when I was seven. The I'm a Dude song performed by Kel Mitchell. I didn't mention this in the background but uh, earlier, but in the background of that last scene, I saw something even that made this movie even more 90s. There was a blockbuster video in the background. Wow. I think the only thing that can make this even more 90s is if there was a surprise cameo by Carmen Electra. But I don't think that's, that's asking for too much. Oh. In a Nickelodeon movie, how wildly inappropriate would that be? Wow, Mr. Rigby, that's going to ruin you financially. 
Hey, look, that other chick who never speaks. Her and the guy in the in the background who cleans up, they just, they're the people who keep the business going. That's actually the cast of Home Fries. It's shot in the same restaurant. Home Fries, of course. Also written by Vince Gilligan. So it all fits. Nah, yeah, that's where you're wrong. You see, this train never stops. <laughs> you see somebody rear-end Sinbad's car in the street, and you think I'm in danger? <laughs> I am the danger. <laughs> Keenan. Kenan, it's wrong to kill people. Kenan! Ah, oh, here it goes. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with this. Ed goes to rehab for orange soda overdose. It's going to be really upsetting and in a few months whenever Dee Dee uh, drowns in Ed's sauce. <laughs> Keenan doesn't do anything to stop it. He never, she was cutting in on his profit. He inadvertently causes Shaq to break his back at the Lakers game. <laughs> his actions, the butterfly fly fix. 34 down over Staples Center is what they call it. That scene. Well, that makes Spatch Huel. <laughs> of course. Mexico! Suddenly, a remotely controlled machine gun takes down neo Nazis. <laughs> I love his pop art. <laughs> a stairmaster, another ninety symbol in the background. That's what keeps him in such tremendous physical strength. <clears throat> that and his spiked hair. Keenan spends uh, Mr. Rigby's first dollar on a Coke. Oh no, he's not scamming him that much. I mean, that's fourteen dollars he wouldn't have otherwise. <laughs> what the hell is he gonna buy with it? More good burger hats? <laughs> more terrible has, wigs? He only has the one outfit. He can buy more rollerblades. There's a lot of homoerotic humor in this movie. Again, that's probably why you loved it. Oh, Kel, one day you'll show me your secret place. Sitting on a rooftop, looking at the stars is actually a staple of the rom-com, so yeah, maybe on to something. Oh, I just remember the way he ate that turkey. Oh. Good burger, the cable guy, and all the romantic comedies have this scene in it. All very appropriate.
Oh god, this is where Good Burger drops it down a pig and gets real. The yo-yo story. Once again, as if this movie couldn't be more 90s, yo-yos are introduced. At this point, it's where the screenwriter was like, you know what, I can't in good conscience get paid for this movie without writing something, so I'm just going to do this once. <laughs> Like, I don't care if this is good or makes sense. I just want a thing to be said. Nobody cares about your face blindness, Ed. That's why he thinks everyone's a dude. <laughs> that song is a cry for help. I remember as a kid thinking that there was going to be the secret twist that Sinbad was Kenan's father, but it never happened. I, I swear to God, I thought Kurt was going to be Kenan's <laughs> father whenever I first watched. I don't know why. I thought that would be an amazing plot twist. Yeah, why you got roughly my age is my father. <laughs> it would make sense in this movie's reality. And Pagoda is Kenan's father. <laughs> You were the greatest role I ever had, Kenan. Oh, God, Spatch is punishing himself for not <laughs> cooking better burgers. Spatch make mouth hurt! <sighs> Ed wow. Block, once again. I like how, at some point, Ed learned to drive. Well, that's... I'm going to check it up to two people that were murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, here it comes. The moment that convinced Shaquille O'Neal that he should be in movies. And as if it couldn't get more... 80s, or 90s, the 90s UPN logo. (laughs) This is happening while men are changing in the background. Somewhere Kobe is. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that next time he wants this. I'm sorry to laugh over that, but I'm genuinely amused by this. The look on Keenan's face. He's doing his Bill Cosby, I think. This is exactly how I would react if I met Shaq, too. I gotta say, it's been a while since I've seen younger Shaq, and he is a lot skinnier right there, at least. To say the least. Well, this is Shaq before he was constantly racked with unending pain. Like, have you seen a Shaq commercial lately? <laughs> oh, my back! Oh, my feet! Oh, I'm a giant in a world made for small people! <laughs> Oh, the many pains of Shaq. I am as Atlas. Yeah, this was the movie that inspired Shaq to make steel. And a grateful nation thanked him. 
of course they're going to have a live uh, interview with Shaq in the in the locker room during a mid-season game. Well, it was the nineties. Yes. Kill more cows. But, sir, kill more cows. <laughs> it's time we begin harvesting the most succulent meat of all. Man. Their, their outfits and the comm systems imply that they're a uh, Star Trek spaceship. <laughs> I'm engineering. Sure. We need to make bigger burgers engineering. Make it happen. I'm, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's a scene in the first draft where the Mondo Burger site just takes off and flies into space. <laughs> it has to battle the Kree. <laughs> Whoa, I'm the Super Scroll. What was it with 90s movies and characters going on sinister limo rides with the villains? <laughs> that was a serious staple. It's like Shaquille O'Neal was watching this, and I was like, I want this scene for Kazam. <laughs> Except more Godas. Five bucks an hour. God damn it. 90s minimum wage. Ah, Nickelodeon humor. I want to do that to somebody one day, by the way. Put <laughs> that in my back pocket for over a decade. <laughs> I love Ed, the Kurt's intimidation shirt. <laughs> Bringing out the lime green for this bitch. It looks like he could be a member of Sugar Ray. I'm pretty sure that guy's the lead singer of Smash Mouth. <laughs> I have to go to music when this old Mondo Burger thing goes belly up. Did you just call him a diphthong? <laughs> another gay joke. This is a homophobic-ass movie. There's so many layers to this that I didn't notice at age seven. This is like the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 of Nickelodeon movies. <laughs> oh, he wants inside my body. <laughs> Pagoda just pops out of his chest. Go <laughs> for me! You're all my children now! Bring me the Russian. <laughs> of course, the next logical step is going after Ed's dick. With the dick joke. 
Nani's Karma Lutra. Just like Nani's Shaq. At the top of their games. Also, neither one of them can hit free throws. There's a scene in a Nickelodeon movie <laughs> where Abe Yoda checks out Carmen Electra's ass while Roxanne plays. This is a weird fucking movie. And once again, even at age seven, I was sitting in the theaters thinking, was well, this just inappropriate? I'm watching this with my mom. Come on, Nickelodeon. Be cool. I just remember what happens. I forgot that he systematically fucks her up. Oh, yeah, he kills Carmen Electra as well. <laughs> <laughs> not claimed by it. I love her strategy of seduction, which is just to walk in and say, I want to suck your dick, Ed. I mean, any other man it would work on, right? Personally, I've always found Karma Electra overrated, but I was a very uh, hipstery 13-year-old. I was going to say, I didn't realize that you were in a position to be picky. <laughs> I would like to take her to see a movie and then go to another movie when that was, <laughs> when that was sold out. Oh, uh, yeah, I would totally bump into a stand in a Paul Rudd in front of her. Oh, So, Carl Intra, just to get to the logic here, an adult woman is seducing a teenager. This is what movies about don't come body heat. (laughs) By the way, the beginning of Arrested Development here. (laughs) The blue dance was born that day, the chicken dance. But, uh, I think Carl Intra's plan is to do say it. Get the secret sauce recipe from her and then convince Ed to murder her abusive husband. Kurt. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Kurt has whores on speed. <laughs> that he's apparently used many times in the past to build up his Mondo Burger empire. The fast food game is ruthless. Like, do you know the Harlem, uh, the, har- the harem that the Burger King has? <laughs> How do you think he's got that frozen smile? <laughs> okay, that was funny. I love Ed's tie. As a man who loves his work. I guess they add aside, the three of them are dressed like 90s to the gills. <laughs> Even more lime green. It's like the official color of this movie. Lime green and silver. That's them subtly hinting that she works for Mondo Burger. Yeah. I want you to show me your sauce, Ed.
Once again, as if this movie couldn't get any more 90s. Yes. I'm Electra's implants. Oh, no, I was thinking, she's drinking a Fruitopia. <laughs> wow. This movie bankrupted that company. <laughs> Look at that. Those three people in the background having 90s good times. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, Ed. You're not in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> Once again, as if it can't get more 90s, miniature golf. The official sport of the 90s. That and arcade playing. It does kill me that I'll never be able to take a girl out on a date to a miniature golf course like I always dreamed. Impress her with my putt-putt skills. Ah, uh, Monique. You'll always have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Along with the other Monique. She's just as sassy as the other Monique. Mike, Ted, they're going to meet her in the next scene in a <laughs> hospital room. Their head shaved. I didn't see anything yet. I don't remember the secret sauce recipe. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> She's in a coma. Well, cha-ching! Another death for it. My God, all he has to do is take down a fucking airplane, and he is neck and neck with Walter White. So she was unconscious for what? At least 20 minutes? That's that's not good. If you're unconscious that long. Well, hopefully she's got just enough brain damage to be an intellectual equal to Ed, so it's less <laughs> creepy now. Look at Monique being a wingman. Trying to get Ed some of that. I like how he takes them back to Good Burger, his home. And why did his boss let him borrow the car? Why does Ed have a pink women's razor in his pocket at all times? Why is he whipping it out on a date? What freaky shit is Ed into? I don't like this movie. <laughs> More importantly, what is she seeing, Keenan? I'm sorry. I think she's better than him. She could do better. Poor Monique. What do you think women have always seen in Keenan? It's those eyes. For me, it's always been the Bill Cosby impersonation. He goes, oh, my God, that's old. The ho, 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 baby. Let's look at them 90s getting to know each other. heard Keenan Thompson brag about how much Nickelodeon pussy he's gotten off this movie? No. It's amazing. I have actually heard him tell a story one time where him and uh, Seth Myers got to rent a car uh, without proper credentials because of who he was, the black lady behind the counter, and recognized him, let him get a free uh, car 
the license. And she asked where Kale was. And he said, we don't talk about Kale. And he got awkward. <laughs> After what he did to my family. <laughs> that son of a bitch. He broke my sister's virginity. I'll never forgive him. Fuck you, Ed. <laughs> I thought you were trying to rape me, sorry. Why is Ed a fucking killing machine? Why is one of the signature jokes of this movie Ed beating women? I beat it out. Ed was special forces and he got brain damage <laughs> on a black ops. And now he lives like, like Jason Bourne or something. I'm a living weapon. Ugh. Hey, Lori Beth Denberg. Already looking like she's 30. I didn't recognize her. Uh, Justin Long's hit up her butt. That's another dodgeball connection. Yep. And Lori Beth, Lori Beth Denberg had a weird thing where... At, like, 14, she already looked like she was 30. So, she, 20 yeah. years later, she still looks exactly the same. She's, like, the reverse of most, like, child actors who, you know what I mean, look uh, maybe older or younger than they actually are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she was born looking 40. Turns out the real vital information is how to sustain her career. She's still hoping for that Kane Mondoon movie. <laughs> still want Lori Beth Denberg to come out with her scathing, all that tell-all vital information. We were backstage, right? Ken and Kale were doing coke. It was crazy. Danny Tamborelli was with his horse, right? Or the less I say about that, the better. Yeah, I saw little Pete, all right. But let's just say, you know why Amanda Bynes is so crazy? That's why. The shit she saw who went drive her crazy. I saw it all in the span of five minutes. <laughs> Once walked in on Josh Server with the big ear of corn up his ass. He tried dealing with that shit at 14. Damn it, Monique, I'm doing this for my family. <laughs> By the way, I fucked Fizz. <laughs> I was hoping Spatch. I fucked Spatch. Nobody fucks Spatch. He really is the Huel, then. Somewhere he's sitting on a pile of hamburger patties. They had to figure out the mysteries of life. See, again with the homoeroticism. I would say that if I knew Ed, like, in real life, we couldn't be friends. I don't know, though. I'm friends with you, so...
What you're close to against him. I don't know. You know what I got against him. He's played by Kill Mitchell. Kill was always the funny one. Admit it. That, I will say that I am surprised that of the two of them, if I imagine one of them in life, it wouldn't be Keenan. Yeah, it always confused me that the straight man was the one who got the career. And Keenan has no repair man, 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 man to fall back on. It was like if, like, in the comedy Hall of Fame, they enshrined, like, Lou Abbott instead of Bud Costello, you know? He's not eating it, but it looks so delicious. This movie was so cheap they couldn't afford a real hamburger patty. <laughs> we can't afford beef in this movie. Well, they're just like, uh, like McDonald's in that case. To be fair, I think that plastic burger has more beef in it than anything you get at Taco Bell. Yeah. Right now, Alex is listening to this while eating a burrito. Fuck you, Rars. One, two, three, four, five clowns starved to death because Ed didn't save them. <laughs> one of them, one of them eats the others. Like, like, why are you sick? Those clowns ate. They tasted funny. Hey, <sighs> cross dressing. Medea begins. They've checked off everything off the '90s comics list, right? Was that when it started? Eddie Murphy started the trend in the nineties. Well, I just want to say that dude from Walmart. What dude from Walmart? But the water. Oh yes, yes. Okay. I swear to God, this was the first thing I thought of whenever that happened. I have to say, I am disturbed by what a fetching gal Kel Mitchell makes. I like how them going over the undercover did not necessitate drag. <laughs> Kenan's just working some shit out. Was the lipstick necessary? They did it out that Mondo Burger employee that they tortured for this information. <laughs> yeah, it is a weird plot point that's raised but never addressed that Kurt's just murdering people. <laughs> You're Stop right. being weird, movie. <laughs> I was going to say, Kale does really make a bitching woman. I'm having confused thoughts. I hate to see what seven-year-old James thought of that. Oh, it started me down a path. <laughs> Oh, I never thought I'd see Kel Thompson's ass in lingerie as an adult. <laughs> Yo, Kanan! 
Victoria's Secret's closed after five. Gannon, I like that hat. Oh, here it goes. I like that there was some foreshadowing to that joke about him needing a tic-tac. I don't know if you saw him earlier. He was in the face of one of the subordinates, and as soon as he turned away, the guy went, like, made a face like his breath stunk. Excellent foreshadowing there, movie. He's like Le Chiffre, except instead of the blood tear, he has halitosis. <laughs> oh, here's where the movie gets weird. They kidnapped these guys, just, just to bring that up. Because, you know, it's not enough that Kurt is poisoning people and <laughs> as whores at his beck and call. But he has a whole team of mental asylum employees. <laughs> and this sequence shot by Terry Gilliam. <laughs> it is so fucking happy. Finally, I'm getting the help I need. Let's <laughs> not let him keep the hat. And just when he thought it couldn't get more 90s, <laughs> Under Cardellini shows up. I like that she's the Brad Pitt to his Bruce Willis in this 12 Monkeys. I'm going to say that, oh, let's say 13, 16 years later, she would be. The next time I would remember seeing her is when John Hamm was going down on Old Mad Men. Good times. <laughs> what's the deal with Linda Cardellini? That's like... For a couple of years, she was going to be what Jennifer Lawrence is now, and she just disappeared. It's like she made some weird Andy Kaufman choice to deliberately not have a career. Well, I think Scooby-Doo made that choice for her, if I can be honest. Did the, movie, the movie written by the guy doing Guardians of the Galaxy, which confuses me. <laughs> well, the first one wasn't bad, I'll say that. I don't remember seeing the second one. Seriously, did they kidnap James Gunn and say, we'll kill your family unless you write this movie and put as many fart jokes in it as we demand? I think they just did the right, and he put in the fart jokes just to pass time. Oh, look, here's where Ed meets the chief. <laughs> yes. And unleashes him on an undeserving world. Is that, is that Bull from Night Court? The voice of Two-Face from Batman? I think that is. Richard Small, I think. I think that's him. They look like him. And he killed Sydney. so... <laughs> <Ching! laughs> Damn it, Kurt. Stop getting your hands dirty. You have people for this. And then despite, you know, having his whores and his asylum orderlies at his beck and call, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, he just employs these two dudes. 
See, that's sort of the problem with Kurt. He's a bit of a micromanager. Okay? Step one, <laughs> let your subordinates do their job, man. I mean, he's like the kingpin. I mean, really, you have to kung fu fight Spider-Man in your living room. You can't pay a dude to do that. I thought Abe Vigoda was just sleeping there. He died 20 years ago. <laughs> he's just... He's the protector of the Good Burger. Good Burger would have its own pet ghost. The home that he lived in kicked him out for Flash and the women. And Abe Vigoda was never seen again. him. Just when he thought the movie couldn't get any weirder, <laughs> it then becomes a buddy movie with Keenan, Kel, and Abe Vigoda. I think to this day, maybe the three of them still occasionally hang out. <laughs> or at least Abe Vigoda like, tries to get Keenan and Kel to come together. Like he's the mediator talking to both of them. Come on, boys, you had it so good for so long. I just want to see my boys together again. <laughs> Let's do an old dying man a favor and bury that hatchet. This is a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> oh, God, here it comes. <sighs> Clinton is, of course, imprisoned for being too funky. Look at his hairstyle. He's clearly insane. <laughs> okay, I just want to point out that in one continuous tracking shot we saw George Clinton Kel Mitchell Keenan Thompson Linda Cardellini and Abe Vigoda they are the Nickelodeon Justice League <laughs> oh. it's a good thing that this meal institution also doubles as a professional dance studio They've been there a year. <laughs> They'll spend six months organizing this dance off. <laughs> oh, we just saw Earth 2, Ava. Good. <laughs> Cardellini is so wet right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> Or mental patients. I remember seeing George Clinton. a Nickelodeon behind-the-scenes special about this scene right here. I remember that. Shh. 
She did the freak with me. <laughs> Never missing a meat. <laughs> she did the freak. Boy, it was neat. Yeah, she did the freak. The girl's a freak. The girl never misses a beat. Not just knee-deep, the girl was a freak when she did the freak with me. Wow. That girl just grabbed her crotch. Just watch. This is now season three of Orange is the New Black. <laughs> there needs to be a dance number at some point. You say that. Crazy Eyes would totally do this. George Clinton would still be there, too. And Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Who do you think is crazy as a biological father? <laughs> Once again, I could legitimately see them doing that. She wasn't crazy after all. She just had too much funk for her own good. She wanted the funk. She had to have the funk. She refused to give up the funk. <laughs> Keenan just beat up two security guards during a George Clinton dance-off. <laughs> Oh, Nick, well, Linda Cardellini licked her lips, and Abe Vigoda nodded approvingly. The I'll tell you is that Linda Cardellini is in there for, like, killing six people. She was a convicted murderer, but, you know, it's okay. After this, her and Ed went on their whole natural-born killers killing spree. <laughs> I said it was the Avengers. Hulk just showed up. (laughs) That's my secret, Ed. I'm always... I think this is the first... so much a spatch? I just thought about it. I think this is the first time I heard the Give Me Five and on the black hand side. I know. This is very progressive. I said that, it don't work the same with me. <laughs> I was always impressed, even at a young age, this movie acknowledged that its characters were black. It was actually a surprisingly rare thing in family cinema. Well, King is dead. <laughs> I love Pagoda's 20-year-old stunt double. <laughs> it's clearly a man wearing a bald cap. It's <laughs> actually Sarah Michelle Gellar's stunt double. That was Zoe Bell. Kel Mitchell just hugged Linda Cardellini. Official 90 status confirmed. <laughs> okay, that was funny. I bet he fell from the side. <laughs> it's like he landed yeah, on the and then he, went forward. He landed on that slide that sent him up. Fuck you and your Simpson sight gags. 
at Ape Lakota running in a chase scene. I wonder how he got over that wall. They they needed to show that. There was a door. <laughs> he worked smart, not hard. Look, that ice cream man from the 50s. Right across the street from old man McGillicuddy's repair shop. <laughs> was 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 he called Obese Brothers? Was that? I think so. It's disturbing. Obese Brothers, Demented Heels, Good Burger, Mondo. They're they're very straightforward with this thing in this world. And then there was the time that Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell <laughs> ran away from mental asylum orderlies as Abe Vigoda threw ice cream at them. <laughs> <coughs> that magical period that went from about 1985 to 1998 where anything could happen in a movie. <laughs> you know what ruined that? Superhero movies. Damn you superheroes. The goddamn gritty realism. I want to see... Two young black teenagers, an old Jewish man, taking the stolen ice cream truck downtown L.A. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see again. After being freed by Linda Cardellini. And George Clinton's funk. Hey, look, that black dude. <laughs> He's back just in time to be an extra. I say that daily. God damn it, Matt. This is no time for frosted treats. Did you ate that yogurt anyway? Yeah. Oh, this wasn't frozen yogurt, but it was close. <laughs> it's getting way too into that. was a powerful statement on the rise of black culture in the early 90s. Of course they have to go by Sinbad's house. He lives on one road in L.A. The nexus of all realities. Truly, it is my lot in life to suffer. <laughs> I'm God's punching bag. Life is a torture chamber wrapped in a nightmare. That hurt. All oh, these old flappers. <laughs> I like how this the town this takes place in is just there's a time warp at some point. There's a man who lives in the seventies, two women from the twenties. Ava Goda, of course, from the 1880s. Kurt is from the distant future. <laughs> or burger chains rule the earth. Actually, only, only Keenan is the one man from the 90s. And then Ed kills an old lady. <laughs> she had it coming. 
oh. horror on her face. You could have just stopped. Said, don't eat that burger. And that wasn't enough. Why is his ass in Mr. Rigby's face? Why was that a thing I just saw? It's actually a really simple explanation. There's no way to, reason to complicate things by being opaque. That's poor leadership skills, Kenan. <laughs> Ava Goda getting his fucking action movie one-liner. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. Prior placement. This makes me want to see Ava Goda in an action movie so badly. Old Justice. You know, every time I remake it, Death Wish, I think he could do it. <laughs> Speeding people with a sock full of quarters. <laughs> I'm cleaning up this city. One punk. At a time. Like all Death Wish, it just means he wishes he were dead. Exactly. The punks he's going after are the doctors who are keeping his existence prolonged. <laughs> Love Solid Snake, Keenan. You know, you're not actually not that high up. This isn't that daring. No one's impressed that you did your own stunts, Kenan. You come a pipe and go through a seizure because he's kind of making those noises. <laughs> I'm asphyxiating. Ugh. Like it just looks like it inside of a giant bong. <laughs> it's so thin. So much symbolism in this movie. And of course, over Keenan's shoulder, America. That's not sexual. I'm trying to climb up his pole. Like, why is he standing on something all of a sudden at the top of this pole? It's almost as if there's something out of frame. That was convenient. His wig came off. <laughs> it did. <laughs> God damn it, good burger. Get your shit together. They had the movie. budget for that one shot. It killed his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> Cha ching Another head duh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get over that. <laughs> But they didn't even need that shot. At that point, they're just pranking the producers. 
Damn it, Cannon, stop being folksy. This is a much simpler time when you talk about disgruntled employees, you know, having a shooting and it's just ketchup and mustard. Oh, it burns! <laughs> Why is Kenan Thompson slapping his ass erotically? <laughs> he knows what they want. He's the bait. Oh, yeah. That looks disgusting. Well, more people are about to die. Keep going, Ed. Damn it, Ed, stop creating the abomination. <laughs> this is also how Tim Roth was made. It's the pile of meat with growth hormone in it. That last canister contained his accent. <laughs> the most important ingredient was his laconic charm. Kurt just pushes him off the roof like he's <laughs> fucking Max Shrek. Kenan hits the ground and all those floating burgers from earlier lick his face. He wears a suit made out of paper to go bags. Little does he know that Ed rigged a bomb to those hamburgers. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Ed actually does blow up Mondo Burger. That wasn't even a joke. He kills 60 people in the blast. <laughs> okay, that does kind of look delicious. Well, that exploded in that guy's face, burning him horribly. I'll rack that up to at least one more death. What about those 90s people? They're all in, they're all collateral damage. Oh, God. Pastel colors everywhere. <laughs> there were so many sweatbands covered in blood that day. I saw a man walk around looking for his white loafer. loafer. His foot was still inside it. Just hammer pants falling from the sky. <laughs> That's how steroids work. That's why Jose Canseco exploded six years ago. <laughs> I haven't seen Jose Canseco in six years of you. <laughs> and lo, Mondo Burger did fall. <laughs> like the, the Tower of Babel before it. God, uh, guys, why did that glass just break? <laughs> because 90s. Well, I certainly hope I'm not a victim of cruel, cruel fate today. 
Why, God, why? I'm a good man. That burger. I've lived a godly life. Why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> that burger. That hurts, Lord. He didn't just fall normally. It floated to his car. He, he, is, <laughs> he is actually begging God now. He is the modern day Job. I think we've been making this joke for two hours, and Sinbad actually does beg God for answers. My guy's covered in blood. <laughs> Just take out a nice stick and beat Kurt upside the head. This takes place in an alternate universe where yeah, the LAPD hates Whitey. <laughs> I see a good burger sequel or uh, 20 years later. Uh, Kurt's released from prison and wants revenge. <laughs> we consult him in the matters of loss and pain. <laughs> in the 20 years since, who would be the manager of Good Burger? Ed or Keenan? I can't decide. I feel like it'd be Keenan. I feel like Kale would be traversing the world going on adventures. Discovering himself. He goes around the world for new burger recipes and he comes back every now and then to give one to uh, Keenan. He's searching for the anti-life sauce so that he may bring order to this chaotic universe. Oh, I just love how Sinbad is the villain of this movie for wanting Keenan to pay for the damages he inflicted on his car. Come on, he didn't bring insurance into it. He was being cool. Ed sees all the angles. This was made today. There'd be all kinds of Sherlock Holmes flashbacks <laughs> introducing this. Step one. This can be late. I'll save that for the Detective Dan movie. That's what happens. Uh... Ed becomes Detective Dan's sidekick, his his attorney. <laughs> of course, unfortunately, Ed is only an expert in fast food law. Just imagining a dramatic slow motion shot of Detective Dan taking down a group of street thugs. Detective Dan. Detective Dan. I'm Detective Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a legitimately funny joke in the house. <laughs> uh, you know how many times I've asked someone that, why they don't like me, is because I'm black? It has the same effect. They never realize you're serious. I'm a black albino. I don't even realize this. James Elroy now? Kelly is the demon dog of fast food. Boom! Use burger wrappers on me. 
Well, the movie did open with <laughs> with Ed seeing floating imaginary <laughs> hamburgers, so it's not too far off. Pretty sure I've done that before. Look at all those extras. Good Burger certainly uh, certainly has fifteen employees. Wait a second. For a second there, Linda Cardellini was behind Mr. Rigby. What the fuck? Really? I didn't notice that. In the Good Burger sequel, she'd be uh, the replacement, Ed. (laughs) Seriously, if we can get Dumb and Dumber 2, I think we can get a Good Burger 2. They avenge the murder of Abe Bogota. We will get that done. Even if we have to kidnap uh, Keenan and Kill. Seriously, do you know how much money that would make from our generation? Like, you wouldn't even have to make a, in any way, competent movie. Just, like, people would go opening day just to say that they went to Good Burger Part 2. <laughs> the editing. Okay, I will say that it was... It held up better than I thought it would. I mean... I know this isn't the movie's fault, but I did not watch this on an orange VHS tape. I think that kind of detracted from the experience. You're right. That's all part of it. Oh, the Blu-ray is orange. I mean, I refuse to watch this movie on anything that isn't orange. Or covered in gack. (laughs) And also that slime from... Uh, I, always wonder, I always wondered what the difference between green slime and gack was. Was there a difference? There's different chemical composition. Was also, I think green only, slime, you can only live forever for bathing in one. <laughs> I think green slime was more uh, liquidy. Gack was more of a solid, maybe. You think? Uh, perhaps. Now you got me thinking about that show. I used to watch Figure It Out. Do you remember Figure It Out? I love Figure It Out. I liked it too. That was the Summer only, that, Sanders. I remember. I, I never knew who she was until a couple years ago when I had to look before because this was before Wikipedia existed. I found out who she was later, much later. She's she like an Olympic star or something. She was a swimmer. She, I think, she won a gold medal like in the '96 games. So think about that. What were you doing in 1996, James? I like that she went from being in the Olympics to. Watching Danny Temporelli deduce things. That's like if, like, uh, Michael Phillips started hosting Jeopardy. No, not Michael Phillips, Ryan Lochte. That'd be hilarious. That'd be a step up. (laughs) Here's a question. When watching Figure It Out, did you cover your ears and close your eyes so you could figure it out at home? No. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) What kind of idiot did that? I like to play along. I liked being on the intellect, the same intellectual level as Danny Tamborelli and Amanda Bynes. I always wanted to be on Figure It Out, but I never had the skill or talent or just anything. Fair, none of those kids did. I can't remember what else. I think one kid, like, his thing was that, like, uh, 
he collected stamps or something. They were, yeah, that's they were, bullshit. They were always really disappointing. It was like, I can burp the alphabet. See, that's what I happens. own a chicken. That's what happens when you cover your ears and close your eyes. You set yourself up for disappointment, James. <laughs> That's why Scoop Johnson always has his eyes open. Exactly. I'm always ahead of the game. But, um, yeah, good burger. I went ahead and rated it on Netflix. I give it four stars. Nice. We're All Dudes by Kel Mitchells and Less Than Jake. <laughs> he had a backing band. A backing ska band. I wonder if he still gets royalties from that. Probably not. Nickelodeon owns that. I wonder if you still, like, what kind of royalty checks do you get from Good Burger? I don't know. You'd be surprised. They keep an Abe Bagoda out of a home. <laughs> that Good Burger money, that's what saves him every day. Every month he gets those those $23 checks. Yeah, say what you will about this movie. This did provide Abe Bagoda his one and only chance to be in an action scene. Exactly. And for that... I think we can all be internally grateful. Agreed. All right, now that we're at the end, let's tally up the Ed death count. Sixteen, seventeen. Ed killed seventeen people in this ninety-minute movie. Impressive. That's that's a bigger kill count than like what Silence of the Lambs, The Matrix, you know, all these uber violent movies that people. That's double, that's double Jason's usual body count. And it's triple if you factor in Sinbad's career. What we're saying is, it's a monster that needs to be put down. That's, uh, you can't keep getting away with this. That's Death Wish Abe the Goat's first, uh, first target. Said. What kind of man goes to the DA? No, man. No, he would be uh, the FDA for this one. That's what Kurt says. <laughs> really. <laughs> to kill Ed. If Vagoda reveals the bomb on his ass. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it takes off, like, all of Kurt's spiky hair. He's just bald, and he collapses. Ed fulfills his dream by having his face turned into hamburger meat. <laughs> Then they all fuck Fizz. I say that's a happy ending. <laughs> and on that note... Speaking of that, before we, we end... Where did he go? He was at the very beginning and then he disappeared. Uh, I think Fizz was eaten at one point. I'm pretty sure that... He was whacked you, by Monto Burger. Did you put him... <laughs> did you put him on the list of his potential victims? I will. Okay, 18 now. After okay, the 18, 18 kill, you get a free good burger. 19 when we count Sinbad. And, uh... Did you know that eventually Sinbad was going to die? Like, two weeks at the most, Ed was going to die. He killed himself <laughs> after realizing that you know, God was a lie and the universe was an empty joke. It was a contest between the God and the devil. Keenan was uh, God and Kill was the devil, of course. And, oh, let's say Dee Dee. That's a solid 20. All right. Way to round up. Way to kill that. And until next time, I've been James. I've been Matt. And welcome to Good Burger.
home of the good burger. Can we take your order? Hey, look, let me talk to Kenny. Hey, if there's any beef or anything out there like that, man, let it go, brother. It's all good, man. Let it, let it go. It's okay. And if not, it's all good. Hey, we have fun. Okay. Just hanging out, just having fun.